0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at CityLifelancing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Continuing today, Seek First, January. I hope that the beginning of this year for us is not one of a heavy lift but one where it's foundational, where we receive. We receive what God has for us, and as a team, we've been, you know, getting plugged into prayer at 6.22 in the morning, starting off 20.22 till 7 a.m. every day, just saying, God, we need you. We don't want to build the house and labor in vain. I don't think anybody wants to have a marriage that we build that ends in Destruction, we don't want to have a business, and we don't want to do anything that is wiped away. And well, how do we really know? What's the litmus test? What is it? Well, often pausing and saying, God, are you building this? Are you behind this? And have your way. First, this calendar year. You know, in Michigan, we get four seasons. We get the beautiful uh, outside perspective that there's change and we can be rhythmatic people. To pause first and we get to see things be preserved, frozen over. Nothing can grow right now. You can't just take a little uh, seed and germinate it in the middle of January where we're at. Because there's a reason in for every season. So what season are we in? I don't, I don't, as, a, as a church, we're in a strengthening season, but what season are you in? Well, you got to name your season and know your season, and hopefully that's what's taking place with God. We all have 24 hours in the day, all of us. What clock are we living by? The speed of the game has changed over centuries. Well, just think of the speed of travel. We've went from walking, running, and buggy, horse, animals leading us places, Bicycles, boats, cars, even cars that you would crank. That's how they would start in the front, crank it in the front. So now self-driving cars, planes, space travel. We're speeding up, aren't we, y'all? We went from sunup to sundown working one shift Fire made it possible to work through the night. Then next thing you know, here comes second shift. Industrial revolution comes third shift. First, second, and third, we can work around the clock. 24 hours a day to produce, 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 produce. Now with automation and robots, that is going to be not only what we can produce in 24 hours as a species, but but also what technology can multiply in 10x. Now, wherever you're at on the spectrum, whether you're you're, you're pro-advancement and futuristic and, and you embrace and celebrate what's coming, the inevitable, that virtual... We thought that, you know, AOL chat was going to be the most cutting-edge thing, and then Facebook would be so cutting-edge, and now there's... The metaverse, where augmentation and reality and avatars that people will genuinely be able to live in a virtual world, period. Whether you're for it or against it, friend, here's what I'm here to say it's not stopping, it's not gonna slow down. But you know who can stop and you know who can slow down? You, me. We don't have to pick up the world's pace. We don't have to. Well, we'll, be, we'll be left behind. We'll be, uh, well, I think there's an element of saying no is a way of saying yes. As we're saying no to things, we're saying yes to God, and that's a testimony. So we could be even pro technology, pro development, and all types of innovation. And at the same time, friends, today, first, we can be pro rest. And our clock, What is the pace we live by? God's. Hebrews 4, 9 and 10. Look at this. Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. For the people who had entered his rest has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. We have a great example, God. Today's message is titled, Off the Clock. And Sabbath rest. Off the clock and Sabbath rest. This is fundamental for us to understand. It's taken me years and I'm still being developed. And I'll confess later of why um, this is a, a challenging topic for me. Exodus 20, God tells his people after he frees them of oppression, frees, you know, that they've exited. Babylon's pace, they've exited Egypt's rule. They've exited produce, 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 produce. And he tells them in verse eight, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien who is within your city gates. Sabbath simply means to rest. What is it? It's a gift from God. It's us patterning ourselves after God. It's gratitude. The author John Mark Comer says there's four words that describe a f- Sabbath. It's stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. Now, are we legalistic? Well, Jesus has his followers, and they're, they're not going with the social norm. So the religious customs of the day, they seem to be uh, testing the boundaries, but still within the boundaries as King Jesus, the, the rabbi, the Lord himself, is leading them. Mark two twenty seven the the, the, critics, the critics are asking Jesus, wait, why did your people act a little differently on the Sabbath? Are they helping, getting bread? What is going on? And he tells them this. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So then the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So Jesus is Lord of every day, but he's Lord of the Sabbath. And God has made the Sabbath for his kids to receive, not some type of punishment that we're forced to play out, and abide by. So what the Sabbath is not, it is is not an excuse to be lazy. All the church said, hey man, especially everybody over 30. Like, come on, I hear it often, you know, today's generation. Well, maybe they're not, you know, like we definitely got to captivate their interest a lot more. But I, I once was there too. I was a video game junkie. You know how I, I first did my 24-hour all-nighter. You know how I first, everyone ever done an all-nighter? You ever stayed up all night for something? I stayed up all night, 1989, for Ninja Gaiden, Nintendo. And it dropped, and it it couldn't stop. Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, there you go, okay. There you go. We always called it Ninja Gaiden. Thanks, 30 years later, I figured out. The game was awesome. I do believe, though, at that young age, I I that was a door open to get addicted to thrills. And when you when you don't quench thrills or you don't like you know curb them they start to to become uncontrollable. And in that pattern I I couldn't control and then obviously the enemy loves to recruit, Satan loves to recruit. And so he's like, "Oh, you like thrills? Let me show you some different all-nighters." God is not God works all night. He's aware all night. He's loving all night. But friends, you're a human being, not a robot. God wants us to sleep. Think about it. We're going to spend nearly half of our life resting, just in the form of sleeping. Whoa. Now, it's not so it's not lazy. We should work, consider the ant's ways for sure, go hard, work hard. But know that that's not what the Sabbath is about. The Sabbath is also not, it's something that we earn, and it's not a, a, a day off, so to speak. It's a, it's a day that we dedicate and consecrate that's holy as we worship God and we receive and recognize all that he has. Uh, seven is pretty important when it comes to the Bible. The friends at the Bible Project do such a great job of helping teach us. Check out this video to help rewire us more on Sabbath
1: rhythms. The number seven is a big deal in the Bible. Yeah, in biblical Hebrew, the word seven is connected to the idea of fullness or completeness. And That is something we all long for but do not often experience. Instead, we find ourselves working endlessly, fighting back chaos with no real rest. Yes. Now keep all that in mind as we turn to Genesis 1 in the Bible. It begins with darkness and disorder, but then God speaks to bring about light and order so that life can flourish. And This happens over the course of six days. Each day is marked with the phrase, there was evening and there was morning. But on the seventh day, something special happens. God stops and rests. Right. Creation is brought to its completion on the seventh day. and That phrase, there was evening and there was morning, it does not appear on day seven. It is like a day with no end. On the seventh day, God's presence fills his creation. The land provides for all of God's creatures, including humans, who are appointed to rule the world with God forever. Kings and queens of the seventh day rest. I can get into that. But the humans are deceived by a dark power and they forfeit that rest. They are exiled into the wilderness where they have to work as slaves to the land. Until they die and return to the dust from which they came. But God wants to restore humanity back to that seventh day rest. So he chooses to give the family of Israel that experience of ultimate rest so they can share it with others. But how? They are in Egypt, slaves to an oppressive empire who is grinding them into the dust. So God confronts Egypt and He liberates the Israelites, taking them through the darkness and chaos on the way to the Promised Land. Now while they are on their way, they find themselves in the wilderness. It is easy to get lost, life is a struggle, they are not in the land of rest yet. But while they are on the way, God invites them in the wilderness to start living as if they are in the promised land. But how do you practice the future rest in the wilderness? Well, God tells them that every seventh day they are to stop their work, or in Hebrew, to Shabbat, so that they can rest and enjoy God's good world. So take a whole day to live as if the ultimate rest has already come. Yeah, this is the Sabbath, celebrated every week on the seventh day. But there is more. The Sabbath is just one of seven festivals that Israel practiced every year, each one anticipating that seventh day rest. That is a lot of sevens. And there is even more. Every seven years, the Israelites were to liberate slaves, forgive debts and let the land rest for a whole year. And then, every seven times seven years was the ultimate seventh day rest called the year of Jubilee. If anyone had lost their land or gone into debt, all was forgiven, everything restored. Wow, so the Sabbath, these feasts, the year of Jubilee, it's all pointing towards the hope of future rest.
0: So obviously seven's a big deal. Here we are as a church. This is, will be our seventh year. We're approaching our seventh birthday. There's some things in motion uh, for that. You'll learn more about this year. I'll be taking a sabbatical this year. To work more on the in, inner person, not just the public person. And it's a principle, not something that we're forced to do, but a stat that is so sobering is one out of 10 ministers will actually retire as a minister. And Rob and Christina, who have been here since the beginning, at, you know, bivocational, they'll, they'll also be taking a sabbatical this year. And so we're aware of the rhythms as a church family, but individually is honestly where it all starts. Do I practice a Sabbath rest? And we'll get into how and some points that uh, can, can, can help lead and shape us in that. And it is important to know that bigger is not always better. Fast doesn't always mean fun. Fast doesn't mean we'll go further. God's pace is different than what is going on. So though everything may advance, and that's inevitable. So I'm not one of those people that's against it. I'm just one of those individuals that would rather rule it than be ruled by it and recognizing that I'm tempted to be ruled by it. First, second, third shift, go, 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 go. So here's three points to be off the clock and Sabbath rest. First, is God rested? Is there another one that we need to know? When we read the Genesis story, uh, what is super helpful is it's written from a narrative perspective. So it's a story. Not every point is literal, but it's to teach us a framework of how exactly God set into motion what you and me are in. And when we submit to God's blueprints, it turns out better, y'all. Genesis 2, verse 2, on the seventh day, God completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work and that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. For, it, for on it, he rested from all his work of creation. So we have the model that God sets in motion. I don't want to outpace God. But often, I think I do. I'm tempted to produce, produce, produce. They say in music, The best part of music is in the break or the pause. Selah. The rest. Wrote into music is rest. The genome of you and I, the very core of us, something supernatural happens when we intentionally rest, not vacation, not just day off to get all of our other stuff done, but a day that we recognize, whoa, God, you did this all. You rested. There's a crazy benefit that's rolled out in this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it says this, recently, I read it, A survey done by a doctor who cited the happiest people on earth. Near the top of the list was a group of Christians called Seven-Day Adventists who are religious literally about the Sabbath. This doctor noted that they live 10 years longer than the average American. I did the math. If I Sabbath every seven days, it adds up to, wait for it, 10 years over a lifetime. Almost exactly. So when I say the Sabbath is life-giving, that's not empty rhetoric. If this study is to be believed, every day you Sabbath, you're statistically and scientifically likely to get back a longer life. Whoa. Now, there's a question about, okay, what day is Sabbath Jesus' followers, uh, New Testament makes it pretty clear that we're not under the Mosaic law. We we aren't forced to Sabbath any particular day. And we don't esteem one day as higher. But for church history, most Christians started to Sabbath, worship, and, and be in the church community on a Sunday because Jesus rose from the dead. And even in our culture, most Numerically speaking, most people have Sunday off and it becomes a day of worship and we can we can Sabbath. So for a lot of us, that is Sunday. We're coming here, we're worshiping, we're receiving God. We we might serve and be a part of the community here. And we're enjoying the day. And all of that comes from us recognizing that Jesus lives. So we're not gonna be rigid or over legalistic about it, but we're gonna recognize, as Dallas Willard puts it this way: the great enemy of spiritual life in our day is you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry in your life. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Chris Hodges, he would say, he tries to get to places 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early, because his soul's a little bit more quiet. That way, if we forget something, we can just turn around. There's margin. It's more peaceful. I got an extra copy of The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Is this book anybody's here? Right there for Nancy. We, Nelson, when you give this to Nancy? See them hands. Boom, nice hands. There we go. Jerry Rice. God will provide. There's a proverb that says we get the horse for the day, uh, ready for the day of battle, our job, work hard. But the Lord gives the victory. Psalms 127:1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the labor is labor in vain. So we want God to build the house and we want to labor. Which leads us to our second point uh, to be off the clock in Sabbath rest, which is God is enough. God rested, but God's enough. What more do I need? He's enough. We had a few home purchases and some projects done this past year at our at our house. And what I realized as soon as I opened that door for more, oh my goodness. You know when you like something on Home Depot or Menards or you create a Pinterest list or you start to want some things, oh it is, it's hard to control, isn't it? No. Remember, look, God gives us a Sabbath rest. Hebrews 4. It still remains. It's for us. For the person who has entered his rest, has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. So God's enough. He will provide, y'all. He can do more with my six than my seven or eight. He can do more with it. The children of Israel, they were like, God's provided manna for six days, and on the sixth day, you're just gonna... um, you're gonna trust that God will provide and get enough for one more day. But what, what happened was we started to just hoard, 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 hoard. When COVID hit, <laughs> yo, we were fighting over toilet paper ready to kill people, y'all. What's our pace? What clock are we on? People judging. We felt uncomfortable because we just had to buy a lot because we have seven humans in one house and then people are looking like, no, like this lasts us a week, dude, sorry. Plus there's portions. We try to teach that with the kids. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. I am enough. When we rest, we remember that God, God says you're more than enough in Jesus. Jesus on the cross, he said, it is finished. He didn't say it is finished and I need you to go work extra hard now. I need you to go work three shifts. Now it is very important to know, and I'm gonna address this in a moment, not everybody can. Not everybody's in the same season. But let us acknowledge and be aware that God's pace and God's clock is much different than what is going on all around us. God created us on the sixth day. Guess what our first day was? The Sabbath. So our week, our life, our year begins from a place of rest. What? Coming from sports background and even the, you know, you better get yours mindset. There's no days off but it's just unbiblical. I pick up a pace and a clock that's not not mine. Philippians 4.12, look at what Paul says here. I know how to make do with little. I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need the secret of being content. Being content is focusing on what I have. I have God, and I'm enough, and he will provide. In discontent, being discontent is focusing on what I don't have. It sure would be nice. But a scarcity mindset starts to creep in. Well, can God provide? Look, God can. Uh, God can provide, and there is one organization that has proven that. And I'm not saying that if, if you only work six days and take one day off, you're going to be as blessed as these cats. But I mean, you ever showed up trying to get a chicken sandwich a Chick Fil A and a Sunday? They just aren't open. How's Kanye's song go? No Chick Fil A. How's it go? What? What? Close on. No, give me the. Give me the jingle though. Okay. Oh yeah, closed on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A. Talking about God. He was talking about God there. They're they're closed on Sunday. And There's been moments I forgot. And this isn't to discredit Chick-fil-A. I I think they're very good at what they do. But in no way, shape, or form is their food as good as the response. (laughs) No food can be as good as lines out the door for three miles. But yet... God seems to be honoring in just a mysterious way where they profit more in six days than almost all of their peers in seven. Seems like they're tapping into something. Okay, so how? How do we do this? We have to start somewhere. When When I got saved, I was in the car industry afterwards and worked six days a week and was doing a side hustle, music ministry, Christian rap, and then started selling copiers at Toshiba and was still doing the side hustle, which was ministry. And it was just all one. I mean, we were just going seven days a week. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And the more I learned about Sabbath rhythm was to be intentional, to to start somewhere. Well, look at the verse in Hebrews 4. We read 9 and 10, and and it continues in 11. It says, let us then make every effort to enter the rest, so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. And as I learned this, it was was an honor to start to make effort to enter rest. (laughs) So I have to rearrange my life, rearrange My pace, rearrange even how much money I might make and say it's okay. I'm going to trust God. And recognize that maybe my pace of yesterday is going to take some time to rework and have spiritual formation to get my life centered and, and, and formated around prayer and fasting and reading the scriptures and community and all of that. It takes time my first goal would be abiding at the pace of grace well confession Here, here's the confession my hardest day of the week is the day i sabbath why why jerome why, why is it? because i actually i love i'm i'm passionate about this i don't see this as work it's calling it's amazing Everywhere we're at, it's 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 we're getting an opportunity to serve God, and in fact, it feels like a screeching halt. That I'm like, what what do I do today? And he's just like, yeah, nothing. Oh, well, God, what do I start up? Uh, no, nothing. And a lot of times I'm coming into Sunday, which really I, I should be starting from rest, right? So my uh, day off is a Friday currently, my Sabbath. Used to be Mondays because obviously we're working today, but not working. We see this as calling and opportunity. It's so beautiful, right? For many years it was Sunday, coming to church, worshiping, serving, and going about my day. Uh, but now it's it's Friday, so I try not to have my phone on me and and all those things. But it is it is actually hard because up till that point we're working, parenting, going, right? You know, and then the day off is like whoa whoa God worship what. But there's nothing more that impacts my soul more than that day. Though it may be hard for me to kind of let go, it's super light to let God. So your seasons of life, you might not be able to, to do a 24-hour fair. You might have two jobs, kids running everywhere. So don't project on somebody, well, you need to take a day off. Well, if you'd have said that to Crystal, when we had the twins and she's nursing two kids all through the nights of the uh, hours of the night, her clock and her rhythm was a lot different than everybody else and they're crying and whatever. So, So if you're a single parent, your season might look a little different, fair? But maybe it starts with one intentional hour where you say, God rested, God is enough and I am enough. Then it moves to three hours. Maybe five hours, 12, 24. I don't think it's as much about the length as it is the intentionality for us to say, nope to that clock and yes to God's. And then to build it into our calendar. Every week, but maybe a three day every quarter. Maybe a seven day every year. And then maybe every seven years, some form of sabbatical. Let the land breathe, let us breathe. We're human beings, not robots. So as we close, even listening today, you might feel heavy and overwhelmed. Jesus says this in Matthew 11, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. That's a promise from God. That's a promise from God. The message translation says this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come to Jesus. Get on his clock, his pace. If you don't know Jesus, Say, take my sin, make me brand new. I know I can't do this. I receive your grace. And by putting your faith in him, you're born again. And if you're here today and you're watching and you're tired, will you be brave enough just to raise your hand? If that's you, you there's no judging. You're just like, I'm tired. Just keep it up as we pray. Jesus says this, come to me. I'll give you rest. God, right now, I pray that you'll give your kids rest and do what only you can do. Rest from the soul within. In Jesus' name. You can put it down and what I would love to do before we sing in and, and the postures we sing I, I, you don't you don't have to stand you could stand you don't have to come up front but you could come up front wherever you're feeling like you need to take a step of faith it could be a step of faith to just actually fall back and say oh God I can't but can I lead us in, 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 in something that I think can be therapeutic If you close your eyes for a moment, picture Jesus actually giving you that rest right now. And what that rest looks like is this warm liquid going over your head. I've done this exercise before, and it's, it's been therapeutic for me. Picture that God's pouring grace on you. He's pouring his rest on you, and it's going all the way down. It's, it's light, liquid, it's, it's a vibrant color like the sun, it just feels so warm and it's going all the way down to your feet and it's starting to fill your body up. It's flowing up to your knees, it's flowing up to your waist. And it carries rest. It carries newness. It carries energy. it's, It's bringing you youthful energy right now. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, that it's flowing up to the top of your shoulders and eventually it's just filling your whole body. I believe right now that God's depositing some new rest in you. As we're saying first, God, we wanna start our week like the first day you allowed us to be a part of, a holy day, a Sabbath day, dedicated to you, that it would be life-giving, something that we enjoy, that we can recognize, hey, I don't have to produce. You've given us gifts that we could enjoy. And that you're God and you're holding it all together. We plant and we water, but God, you have to make it grow. So take all the seed, take all the work, take all the moments and the nights that we've overworked and it's been so hard and heavy. And reset right now, that even when we wake up in the morning, there will be the joy of Christ that meets us there. In Jesus' name. this moment for, a moment for a short time. Just rest and soak here. We're in no hurries. We show no worries. Come on, God been the three way before Steph Curry. God's right here, right here, right now. Breathing rest over his kids. Giving us a new clock to live by, a new pace, a new rhythm. Just as the sun goes up and the sun goes down, morning comes, his mercies are new forevermore and meets us day by day. God, we recognize that there's a battle of two paces. There's a battle of the pace of the world and the pace of you. The pace of our flesh and the pace of our spirit. And we make a commitment and we say yes to your pace. The practical how might take some rearranging in our life. and Let us know that it's, it's, it's a grace. It's that you're teaching us this new way. You'll show us can start with an hour or three. Maybe we'll ask a friend to help. Hey, can you watch the kids just for an hour? I want to go take a Sabbath hour of power and do something life-giving where you worship God and say, thank you. You're enough and I am enough. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Tomorrow, we'll have... Prayer, I believe, is it day 10 tomorrow? So day 10 at 622, we'll be online this week again. Um, we made the move from, we were online and in person. The multi-purpose room is a little smaller, so it gives us more space for people to distance at their comfort level and just to try to be safe by not having it in the multi-purpose room right now. So what we're gonna do is, because in order to get the auditorium uh, throughout the week, there's many that use it. So we're going to try to the last week get the auditorium in person. I don't know yet. No promises. Uh, but we're putting in a request to see the last week. So after next Sunday, or after uh, next weekend, we'll be in person for 622 Prayer. But this week will be just online. So you can have it, um, you know, when you wake up or you can get up early and jump on the YouTube or the Facebook at 622. It'll be online and then back next Saturday in person and then hopefully for the last week we'll be in the auditorium together to end 21 days of prayer strong. We'll see you next Sunday, 10 a.m. and 1130. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving this city one life at a time and we won't stop until Jesus makes all things new. Have the best restful day of your life, y'all.